Welcome to the podcast where I invite you on a journey to explore meaning, vulnerability and purpose through the lens of a life lived in geekdom. I'm David Monteith and I am the Naked Geek. And welcome to the boudoir. So let's jump straight into today's tipple. Now, today's tipple comes from the Liquid Light Brewing Company, which is based in Nottingham in the UK. And I was recently in Nottingham on tour with the show I'm doing, and someone offered to buy me a drink. We were in a bar that had loads of craft beers. Nice. And I wandered over to the fridge, and this drink caught my eye for three reasons. One, it was called Interstellar Hyperdrive. And to be fair, that was all the reason I needed. Two, it was an Imperial Porter. And if you listen to episode one, where I talked about the Battlestar Galactica tribute Imperial Porter, then you know I love those strong, dark beers. And three, it was a rum and raisin porter. Now, my instinct is usually against strong, sweet, dessert-like flavours, because they can tend to feel like you actually need a spoon to drink them. But rum and raisin was my dad's favourite flavour ice cream, and I miss him. And I've been talking about him a lot lately, and he died three months before my eldest child was born. So I thought, what the hell? Let's give it a go. However, the can was £13. So I said to the person who was offering to buy me a drink, you know, you don't have to do it. But they bought it for me anyway. Happy days. And oh, my dear Lord, happy days indeed. Full of strength and body, dark with a tan head and plenty to savour. Notes of bourbon and vanilla and a clear taste of rum and raisin without being cloying. It was complex and comforting and you don't have more than one of those in a sitting. (laughs) Now, if you like a 12% porter and you've got the spare change hanging around, then do yourself a favour and launch yourself into an interstellar hyperdrive. (laughs) Oh man, that sounded like advertising copy. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Today, I want to go back to a comic that I talked about in episode 14, the Justice League of America story called The Fiend with Five Faces and the following cop. So that was issue 156, I think, and issue 157, which was the second part of that story, was called Till Doom to Us Part. Now, if you listen to that, you know I got a bit distracted and never actually talked about the story. So just to recap, there are some ancient gods that realise the only way to survive a cataclysm is to merge into one being with five faces, there's five of them, and become a living statue which sits atop their temple that sinks beneath the sea and only emerges once every thousand years. Now, I mean, is it worth it? I don't know. Anyway, in this story, that thousand year trip is in evidence as four of the gods are playing havoc with the world. As was usual back then for the JLA, they split into teams to face the threat and each one gets beat down by one of the gods, which include Ku, the oceanic god of war, Rongo, I love that name, Rongo, the oceanic god of mischief, Tain, the oceanic god of nature. Now, naturally, the teams get a second chance after their beatdown, and they make good on that, while two members of the Justice League, the Phantom Stranger and the Red Tornado, who you may never have heard of, but I really enjoyed as characters, free Tangora, the oceanic god of wisdom. He's the most powerful and was imprisoned by the others so as not to stop their hijinks. Once free, he subdues the others, apologises to the League, and all five of the gods combine into one being and sink beneath the waves again for another thousand years. Now, 
Those of you that have been paying attention may notice that I've only mentioned four of the five fiends, sorry, gods. So in the next issue, 157, it turns out that Maori, the goddess of love, sometimes called Siren, the only one that the League never faced, managed to trick Tangora and never rejoined the five. Her kiss, it turns out, makes slaves of men. Apparently, goddesses of love didn't go for same-sex enslavement back in the day. Now, there is one panel that struck out to me in which Maori slaves are flying in a plane over the sea and beneath them is the bat plane and she orders them to attack the leaguers, the justice leaguers are in the bat plane. They briefly discuss that the fact that if they jump out of the plane, they may die, but their conclusion is that it's worth it for the love of Maori. They jump, five of them, and only two make it. But they seem okay with that. Now, I remember as a kid being really disturbed by that and making some sort of silent resolution never to do something that bloody stupid for love. Now, jumping out of a plane may be an extreme example, but I witness people making decisions under the auspices of love, which are both physically and mentally damaging all the time. Now, real love does and can inspire sacrifice and compromise. But if it continually inspires something that brings damage, then I question whether it deserves the name love and relationships need to be evaluated in the light of that. Easier said than done? Absolutely, but no less true and no less necessary. Now, Mary goes on to enslave the male members of the League and send them off to fight the female members. And then it's all over. Turns out Supergirl and Black Canary decide to stop fighting Superman and Green Arrow respectively, gambling that the real love they feel for each other will be stronger than the desire to revel in the false love of Maori. And it pays off. They come back to their senses and Superman and Supergirl use super hypnotism to free everyone else. I know. I mean, who thought super hypnotism was a thing? I mean, back then it was like super this, super that. It got a bit ridiculous. But there you go. Obviously, they studied studied under Darren Brown and learnt super hypnotism. So that's what they use to free everybody else. They then beat down Maori and she gets put back into the statue with the other fiends. So there's something there about the strength and power of true love. And that that's not even the point I started out speaking about. But for now, I just want to ruminate on what love means in terms of how we treat those in our lives and what we are willing to endure in the name of love or its pretense. I know that my example hasn't always been the exemplary one. I know that sometimes to get through something, to conquer something in their lives, people sometimes need support to do that. And that can be hard for the person doing the supporting where do you find that compromise between someone who genuinely loves you and the damage that you may be doing to yourself? There does come a point where you have to give not them an ultimatum, but yourself for the sake of your own sanity um, and well-being. And it comes a point where even though it may be about them, it stops being about them and becoming about you and the decisions you need to make to safeguard yourself. Easier said than done. All of this is, all of this is, but no less true and no less necessary. I'm going to put some links in the show notes for those who feel that they may be trapped in a relationship they know isn't healthy, but need help to find a way out. And for now, I'm going to say thank you for joining me in the boudoir. And the favour I'm going to ask is... 
speak good to yourself and share these podcasts with someone you think needs to hear anything that I may have talked about. See ya. Be good to yourself. I'm David Monteith, The Naked Geek.